Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. What's up, guys? Another D and D with yours truly, Carl Frederick Allen the Third, and the one and only Megan Melissa. Oh my God! So yes. check it out. D and D on the road on this week. The fucking road so if you've been listening to us this far most of the subject content has been sex and sexuality and the exploration of it now Mm -hmm. look let's just be real that's kind of the thing i don't want to say that's our thing but it's just the thing it's just the thing it's It's just just what we talk about it's the conversations that come up but today we want to talk about travel yes because you know that is also a thing. And more often than not, we want to believe that people actually travel and venture out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like sex oh and exploration. <laughs> so, you know, traveling seems to correlate in that same way. So, today, we find ourselves traveling from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, out west somewhere. Don't really have a destination. We have a, a general consensus and direction. But you know what? Hey, who knows where we'll end up? We are in Rapid City. Well, and that's part of the adventure that, that is we're part taking. Of the adventure. Relating sex and travel. That's where the adventure comes in. Mm. So. The, the, the journeys into the unknown. The journey without any expectation, just letting whatever happens, happens. happens. That's the mentality. Seeing where it goes, allowing ourselves to enjoy every moment as they come. And that's just what it is. So, with that being said, we were talking about it on our way here. The difference between how IPAC, (laughs) former military, um, you know, having been grown up, I guess, before the military, growing up, traveling, uh, moving almost every year, uh, damn near, and the kind of mindset you get when you realize that if you have to get up and go you got to get up and go what do you bring so it was funny as we were leaving you know she was asking me to get ready i got ready damn near in a half hour 45 minutes put all my stuff together and was ready to get out the door oh and you finished laundry too. and i finished laundry but i was doing laundry beforehand (laughs) no but But yeah no so i did laundry got the laundry together put my stuff together was able to get my bag so i usually travel ready to drop ship and go i can take everything I need to live and survive in about two bags most of the time. Clothes that's clothes for weather, that's clothing for, you know, what I need, that is art supplies, because that's a thing too nowadays. It's becoming a life source. It has become a life source. And and then then it's, you know, the basic um, accoutrement to, you know, help, you know, basic self-defense stuff. I pack my nunchucks as well so you know Mm -hmm. it's whatever um but then she started packing and it was it was total girl like no okay so mind you it looked like a lot because i did have five bags Mm. but like one of them was the camera bag Mm -hmm. one of them was uh that's her art by the way that's my art well and then the other one was another art bag which was writing yep and then my clothes and my purse Mm mm-hmm and medical supplies. Mm-hmm. So Which are necessities. it looked like a lot, but yes, packing was weird. <laughs> so then because I because <laughs> I felt well because I wasn't I wasn't ready. I didn't she, wasn't ready. she wasn't ready. <laughs> I had to say it. Um, um. But yeah, like grabbing and go, and I I 
<laughs> I thought about bringing the big one to be that. <laughs> but I was like, yo, like my whole closet will fit in here. Like, it that's should. absurd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just keeping in mind, like, this is a chill weekend. Like, we're not dressing up. There's not, like, foo-foo parties to go to. Mm. So, you know, like you said, dressing for the weather. Some hot, some cold, some in the middle. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just toothbrush, toothpaste. Yep. Things of that nature. But I was also spazzing out. And <laughs> where I think is probably where the difference and that's, and that's where the question I had come, came, it came up. Do you pack emotionally or do you pack practically? <laughs> do you pack with the thought of the things that you know you will need for that moment? Or do you pack with the idea that, well, something will happen. Well, what if maybe. this happens? <laughs> right. So that's the biggest thing. Like. I've noticed a lot of people when they pack and they get stuff together, there's an emotional in, in, engagement mm-hmm. in the way they pack. You know, so they're going to bring things that they might not necessarily need. You might not necessarily need, you know, um, your your favorite pair of gloves or, you know, your, your fa- electronic devices. You might not need, um, you know, all of like the, the crazy stuff that one would imagine they would need to bring with them uh, that you would usually just keep at home for whatever time, you you know, for yourself. You mean I don't need great grandma's favorite plate? You know what I mean? Like there's some shit you just don't need to take with you. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, when you when you are packing – Practicality is important because you want to pack for what you are going to be doing, mm-hmm. and if you have the uh, if if you have the ability to travel, you are going to have some form of slush fund, so to speak, that's going to allow you to acquire the things that you might need that are me- menial, like very very small items, like shorts. If mm. there's a pool and a and a <laughs> jacuzzi. Uh, you know, yeah. and you know stuff like that. Socks. You're always gonna need socks. You will need socks and panties, panties, underwear. You will need layers. You will need at least four layers of clothing if you were going at any point in any way, shape, or form. That is a pair of socks. That is underwear. That is a uh, tank top. Then on top of that, that is either shorts or pants. That is shoes, that is um, a shirt, and a cap if you need. But then you're also going to need um, a pair of um, sweatpants, sweatshirt, maybe some kind of, you know, hoodie, sweatshirt, something that counts as your cover for your head. Um, You know, you need at at least four outfits to be able to accommodate any circumstance that comes up. A button-up shirt, non-button-up shirt. Me, I usually just rock the pullovers just because it's what it is. Mm. Um, (laughs) So, you know, you you Um, wear mm -hmm. what's needed. (laughs) I'm just saying, not sorry. Because, yeah, and this bartender, (laughs) Oh yeah. Shout out to the day's bartender. Shout out to the bartender. My dude. The man. You hooked a girl. (laughs) He he hooked it up. He he made my Jack and Coke sweat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a minute since I've had Bacardi, but wow. So when it goes into that, you know, so packing is practical. Make sure you have enough outfits to to situate the amount and to of days. Last your days, or if you yes. know you can, you have a, like a washing station yep. that you can use. At least you know pack. Yeah. Until 
enough clean clothes till you know you're reaching your washing yeah. station. If you know that where you're going has a washing station, you don't need to have that many. You don't need to have four. You could probably get away with two or two. three at, at best. Just Right. But when you get to your washing machine. For someone like me who's usually outdoors, climbing, hiking, skating, something that involves getting, getting dirty and sweaty, I have to have more than two, three pairs of clothing because I'm going to go through them quickly. If you're not somebody who goes through your clothing quickly, if you are capable of staying inside. Uh, today. Yeah, if yeah. that's, you know, then you're good. You'd need maybe two or three at best. Um, I usually do four or five. Um, when it comes to. Anything else that you're packing, always have some form of self-defense something mm. with you. Um, a knife, a sharp object, chucks, whatever it is that you have. If you are armed, if you are a licensed carrier and, you know, you, you rock your Second Amendment, then you do your thing. That's you what's up. That's nothing wrong with that. Have something that's there for self-protection for you and your loved ones. It's important. Um but, Just you know, make sure you check the state laws. Yes, check state laws. My and make other sure mother, what you're doing. Cindy, and my other father, Robert, taught me that mm -hmm. you have to check state laws. Have to know. You got to make sure you know what you're doing, where you're going. Um, also, have some form of compass, uh, some form of navigation device outside of a cell phone. Because what happens what? if your cell phone is dead <laughs> and you can't get where you need to go. How are you going to know where the fuck you're going if you don't know where you're going? Um, it sounds stupid, but these are basic pieces of equipment you can get at your local Shields, at your local um, Cabela's, sporting local store. sporting goods store that is well, cheap. Shit, even like anywhere. You can go and yeah, you can get them anywhere you need, and they have been around centuries at least for us to be able to navigate where we need to go. Um, just for basic needs. Somebody like me, again, who's outdoors, hiking, climbing, if, you know, you get lost in some weird way, knock yourself out, mm. wake up, and basic amnesia, I don't know, prepare for the unknown, right? We'll get into the gray area later. Um, but these are, you know, do's and don'ts. Do pack the things that you need that are going to be accommodating for where you're going. Do do your research on where you're going. Make sure you know what is there, what uh, uh, things that you may need are going to be in the area, what yeah. services are provided, all what of these things. Sites what sites you're, uh, you have your eyes on. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you do, do make sure you know what it is that you are in need of at the time and make sure you do your due diligence so that you are aware of the situations you are getting into. Do not jump into some shit just aimlessly thinking that, ah, oh, God's... Oh, yeah, we're going on a whim. We're going... Uh, I'm going to leave the religion out of this. Just don't go yeah, on a point. whim. Don't go on the whim of, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to be a free spirit and, you know, things will work out. Like, sure. Things... In the 70s, maybe that would have worked. But, like, you have to... Unfortunately, proceed with some sort of caution. You do have to um, have some form of caution. Well, and some form of precaution. Precaution, self-awareness of situations and people around you, and 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 anything that ensures your safety. Yes. Let's go that way. Yes. Don't. Uh, don't. Don't go places without the proper. Uh, uh, understanding of you know where, uh, you're, uh, where going. you're going awareness 
you know, don't just walk around without having the things that you need. Don't don't think that you know being over prepared is is dumb. Mm. You know, mm. it, it's you want to be over prepared and not under prepared. Always, always have more than you need. Mm-hmm. You know, to to make sure you're good. Um, because that's just the that's just what it is. It it it, it makes sure that the bases are covered. And you want to have the bases covered because you never know. Um, sure. As far as packing, packing essentials. I feel like we've already kind of gone into that, but of course, packing essentials are basic needs: clothing, shoes. We've gone over that. Um, heard, you know, you layers. Yeah, the the electronics. Making yourself an onion. Um, making sure you have. Um, if you're traveling by car, make sure you have some form of battery charging device. Yep. That's uh, what I was going to say. Like jump pack. Something. Or at least jumper cables. So, you know, if you do happen to At need... least jumper cables. At least. I mean, I got both. Like, I bought a jump pack oh, two or three years ago. Yeah. Just because my car wouldn't start in the winter. But I was like, this is the best invest. Like, you know, it was 120 yeah. bucks at the time. I was like, God, like, what if I never use this? But, right. like, I tried to help somebody with it the other day. Their battery just happened to be, like, completely dead. Yeah. So, it, you know, it didn't help, but... Yeah, you, it, you need some form of some form of precautionary device that will help you out of a jam. Well, even if that, like, most of those jump packs um, have USB ports. Yeah. So, if anything, you can get a charge on your phone and call for help, which... Did you hear that? I hope so. I mean... If you are traveling without a spare tire... Ooh. Good God, I pray for you. I'm not even religious, but prayer is still something that everybody can share in. You're I in my thoughts. Pray for you. You don't travel without the things, the essentials, the necessities, toothbrush, toothpaste, wash your mouth, some deodorant, clean your armpits, shampoo, get a shower. If you can, if you can't, at least you have the stuff. You can douse yourself in a hose and wash yourself. <gasps> Jump in a freaking river. Do something. Depending on where you live. Depending South on where Dakota, you live. Yeah. I don't recommend that. Yeah, wherever you, fucking cold. wherever you are. Wherever you are, whatever you can do, make sure you accommodate yourself for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that is kind of the basic essentials for that. Uh, as we go into it, planning for sleep. Now, we can prepare for everything, but if you haven't planned for where you're going to rest your head if you haven't considered where one might go when I can't find a hotel or there's no hotels open or I can't afford a hotel. I am one of those people that is okay sleeping in the car. She has not very often slept in the car. No, I've never... Like, traveling from place to place, unless I'm exhausted, sleeping in the car doesn't happen. Let alone sleeping in a car... Because that's the only place to sleep. Right. And that makes me fat. That makes you what? Feel and sound. (laughs) Found. Feel and sound found. Um, 
I don't know, like one of them hoity-toity people, but it's just not. No, look, there are comforts for levels of everybody. I have had to sleep in a U-Haul truck with my dad when we went out to Colorado one time <laughs> because we had to pick up some furniture or something, and it was just a thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've slept in all kinds of places sure. that at the time were uncomfortable. Sure. But that was because, you know, that's... I, Right. But that was and what I'm, I grew up I'm with. wondering, though, like, if your military experience has, like, made you... Sure, learn how to sleep adapt- on somebody's well, yes. back. <laughs> that. Yeah. But, like, you know, yeah. more adaptable to any sort of sleep sure. situation. I could sleep anywhere. That's I the know. weird part. I mean, and I don't know if it's weird, but it did It did help the comfort level of, of being open to just, if I'm tired, I'm going to crash where I need to. And mm. it, that's just what mm-hmm. it is because it is the need to acquire rest so that I can be energetic when it mm-hmm. needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're up for like two, three days with maybe an hour or two of sleep in between those oh because you're being held up for slip, sleep deprivation, mm-hmm. you learn when you crash, crash, crash when you have the opportunity. Don't wait. You know, right? That's like when I would get at you, like if you're tired, go fucking sleep. Go to, like, sleep. Go to sleep. Like, cause for me, it's like if I'm tired, I'm sleeping. Out. I don't care. Down. I'm going, and then I'll be back up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. But yeah, you always want to make sure that you are looking out for where you want or where you can rest your head, because it is important. You know, if uh, if you're out in the middle of the wilderness, you know that the first thing to do. First and foremost is build a shelter. Mm -hmm. Build a place to rest your head so that you can have a place to rest your head. Because as long as you have a place to rest your head that is protected from some, semi-protected as best you can from the elements, everything else will come. As long as you have a place to get dry, as long as you have a place to be able to be comfortable, a fire to keep you warm, then the rest of it can come in time. Sure. You know, but first and foremost, yeah. Modern day traveling. Modern day traveling, yeah. and I mean, you know, and even if it is in your car, make sure you have extra blankets in your car if right. you have to, and it's the winter time, and you need to cover yourself up, and if not to cover yourself up, to cover well, up the windows. Most people don't sure. take that into account. But, but like keeping the car going, like um, if if that's a thing, but like you said, blankets, blankets are good. But yes, like even blankets the, are great. Uh, car. Carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide poisoning. Put out from a car is a thing. Yes, it is. So. But that's why you keep the blankets so that you don't have to right, keep so your you engine on. You don't have on. to run your car. Yes. But that's just what that is. That's what it is. Um. Let's see. Transportation: planes, trains, or automobile. Um. <laughs> Which ones have you taken? I have taken all three. Yeah. Um. When I was a kid, I used to take a train out to go and see my father in L.A. Um, it what was kind a, of tra- like an electric? It was it was rail? the Amtrain. It was I the don't... Amtrak. Okay, country girl. Tell <laughs> me oh, more. so Amtrak is a regular powered and uh, I believe it's an electric powered engine. Is it on like a like a monorail? No, no, no. Thing? It's it's a it's a train. It's a full on train. It it, okay. ta- it takes an actual train rail, mm-hmm. um, but it goes from San Diego, California. All the way out to L.A. Um, it was something that I would take regular basis to go out and see my father when he was living out there. 
and that was the mode of transportation I would take to go and see him. My mom would take me to the train station. She'd drop me off. I would hang out in the train station, running a fucking muck inside the train while it was going because there's so many venturous places to find. And I think that's probably the start of where my... How it, old were you when I had him? Uh, I was probably eight or nine. Oh, you were taking a train by yourself? Oh, yeah. I was. I took a took a plane. So from the trains, I took planes to go and see my grandparents in Arizona. Um, and I remember the first plane that I took was probably eight. It was probably around the same time, nine or ten. Eight, By well, no, actually, I think I was younger. Um, it was probably seven or eight. By yourself. By myself. Yes, but at the time, I mean, mind you. On planes, mm-hmm. they have accommodations for mm-hmm. youth that are traveling alone. Yes. They will actually have they and let... They send employees yep. to a company. Yeah, yep. I did see that the one time I was on a plane. Yep. And it was that... I didn't know that was a thing. Mm, um, mm-hmm. But that was... That was. And, yeah, so it was kind of cool to do that. And I remember the first time flying into Arizona, and there's this big mountain just by Mesa... And they had this huge storm cloud above it, and it was looked like a oh. friggin' haunted. Like it was the coolest scene I had ever seen in my life. Um, anyway, that and then awesome. and then automobiles was I mean everywhere. Um, yeah, went to Tijuana. Uh, uh, what is it? South Beach or I forgot what they called it. Uh, somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, well, it's in Mexico, but it's out there in that area. Okay. Um, but yeah, like Baja. Uh, yeah, and yeah, but it, well, so you could actually take the trolley from San Diego down to damn near Mexico City, which was fucking awesome. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty wild. First time I ever went to Mexico City was by trolley. Me- Mexico City's in the middle of Mexico. Uh, there is, yeah. So I'm not sure if it's Mexico, Mexico City, but it was a city just south of the border of California, okay. and you could take the trolley out there. Okay. You, back when we had a a good. Uh, connection with Mexico. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know how the hell we went astray with our brothers and sisters in Mexico. I don't know why it is a thing, why we're acting like they're not there. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, okay. Those are cool. my experiences. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I've only been on a plane, I mean, I guess technically twice, like there and back, Kay. but. Sure, that's twice, yeah, I'll give so you that. technically twice, but yeah, that was... You've only been on a plane twice? Yes. In your life? Yep. Holy I shit. I was... Ooh, math. 24? Damn. Yes, 23 or 24 when I made that trip. Holy fuck. And it, was, it was more of a fuck you to my ex-husband, so... <laughs> oh, wait, that was to uh, Georgia. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I've heard this story. Before. Yep, you have. Heard this so story. So that, that was a fuck you and a... What was, yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, uh, fuck tra- you and have a nice day. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, trains. I, don't, I guess, like, my cousin called it a train because we took it a bunch of times, like, to get throughout Atlanta. Um... Which is why I asked if it was a monorail, because, yeah. like, that was, I don't know. A monorail. Like, a s- one rail. S- single rail. Single rail, and it looked, I'm, I thought it was a Like the ones rail. in Disneyland? I don't know. That's a monorail. I've never been there. Okay. Oh, shit. Jesus. Okay, yes, yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Never been, she's never been to Disneyland. We're going to oh, change that one, too. Oh, and that's why, well, that's kind of what brought up traveling, is, yeah. like, so, we're in Rapid City, and I've only ever been in Rapid City that I remember just once. Mm. This is 
the opposite side of my state. Yeah. I've been here once that I can remember. I'm told when I was, you know, a little tot that we yeah. came out here a couple times. It's not that far away, by the way. Right. It took us four, Somewhere around five there. hours. I'd say about four. Okay. I don't remember when we left. We le- I want to say we left. It was about four o'clock. Around four o'clock. So, yeah, about four hours. About four hours yeah. with two stops. Yeah. So, it wasn't bad. So, you know, yeah, four-hour drive. Yeah. And I I came out here once for Girl Scouts, and that's all I can remember. Mm. So, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, so I have trains and planes and auto. Ooh, and don't forget your wallet. Ooh, that's a do. Like, all of your shit that you need, don't forget your wallet. I know, like, that would be an assumption for me, and I don't want to make the assumption that everybody knows to bring, but bring your, ID. your documentation that you need in case you get pulled over, in case yeah. you want to buy a drink, in case you find yourself at a place in a bar with a nice lady or a man, whatever it is you prefer, and you want to buy them a drink. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. make sure you have these things that you need to identify who you are as a person, because that is a thing. <laughs> Also, yeah. do maybe let your bank know about, like, that you're traveling so they don't <laughs> deny your card. <laughs> Haven't had that experience, yeah. but I don't want to be that person. Anyway. Yes, because um, communication is key. Automobiles. Automobile. The furthest I have driven, I take that back. Okay, so, like, I have hardly left the Midwest. Aside from Georgia, right. we drove to Nashville, which is still out of the Midwest, but... You know, that was like a two-week thing that I was in between those two spots. And then I've driven to Minneapolis, driven to Omaha. So, like, again, five-hour, three-hour drive. Mm. When I was in high school, when I was a senior in high school, we took a senior trip to Denver. And that was like a 12-hour bus ride. Mm. But, you know, school sanctioned, so, like, it was really structured to, like, what they had planned and... But still, I mean, so it did happen. Like, I can't say that it didn't. But other than that, like, my traveling has been very limited. And it makes me sad. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But. See, and that's the thing. Like, I, and I will say to, to some extent, I feel grateful that I've had the opportunity to travel. Um, I remember uh, after high school, me and the homie Washington took a trip out to California and we drove our family, we drove, we drove a van and fucking just took that trip and drove out as soon as we could, you know, because that was like the thing. Like it was, it was, I had been so versed in being comfortable just getting up and going. Um, and he has also been one of those people. So, you know, shout out again to you, Washington. That was hey. one of the dopest fucking, one of the dopest experiences. I still remember rocking out to corn. I don't know oh, if you remember God. that. Oh, yeah, no, it was fun. Like, we were just, like, that, just rocking out to it. Um, you know, but that was one of those experiences that we had that, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say I take it for granted because I remember that day. Um, but it is one of those things that I feel... Um, you know, if you've not been, depending on your family situation has Mm. a big part to play on the, the extent of your ability to reach out somewhere else. Mm -hmm. If you've never been in a place or had the opportunity or have had a family that travels or is Mm -hmm. comfortable with going outside of the city or town that they're in, certainly it's, yeah. 
Certainly. Yeah, no, like, and you heard me on the way here, like, we hadn't even left Sioux Falls yet, like, we were, we, I don't even think we made it, you know, heading west, and I was, like, squealing, and I was like, oh my god, this is happening! Yeah, she was excited! <laughs> she was excited! <laughs> and and oh. it's like, I felt so silly for a moment, I was like, no, like, you've never taken a big trip, like, especially an unplanned trip, because... You know, whatever, OCD control She had issues. butterflies. Like, no, I did, but, like, you know, like, and we tried, even when we spent, like, a weekend camping. Yeah. Like, it, I have this issue with structure and control, so, like, it was a lot of just, like, oh, my God, because, Yeah, she like, tried planning that one to the T. That was crazy. Yeah, no, that was stupid, and I'm <laughs> so sorry. Um, but, you know, like, just, like... Mm, basically going on this like okay i know where we're staying this night mm. like as long as we have you know like we have it planned like as long as we have like safe places to sleep like it's anything goes yeah in between yeah. and that is is oh therapy coming that's a hard thing for me um but you that's why I felt taking this trip this weekend was so important mm. because I had the time to. We both had the time to. We had the opportunity to leave. Yeah. And yeah, sorry, family. We had to do our own thing. It just had to happen. Not sorry. sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> Nothing against you know the whole celebrating of Easter, like whatever. But y'all are around and moving on. Um, we we'll step off. That if one. you are traveling with. Friends, um, make sure you yes. Communication is important. If you're traveling with friends, make sure you know what they are good with, what they're not good with. Make sure you know their um, their their food allergies. Mm. They're not. She she had. We had stopped at the Holiday Inn or the Days Inn, wherever we're at today. Uh, Days Inn, I believe it is. And you know there was a a little kind of table full of snacks and treats, and there were you know stuff that. And she had passed one over to have me check to make sure because she has peanut allergies. So, you know, you if you have these moments that come up where a person is, hey, can you check this out for me? Hey, can you double check this? Be compassionate to understanding that some people might have some struggles with certain foods, certain atmospheres, certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you if you're traveling with people, you have to also be accommodating to those you're traveling with. Oh yeah, it's it's just one of those things. So you know, don't don't be afraid to be open enough to say, okay, well, hey, what what is it that you are open to? What are you not open to? Sure, and then like if you know, like health aside, like putting health mm. things aside, like if someone is uncomfortable with a situation, like right. you know, opening up, what do you need right now? Right. Like, what's going to help you like stop freaking out or what's going to help Cause it's you not just you take this in yeah so yeah and if you are with people if you do travel with people and you find yourself in a situation where one of you is trying to be the voice of reason huh? just fucking listen mm-hmm. to the voice of reason mm-hmm. you cannot travel with friends and be prideful and egotistical mm-hmm. you cannot it doesn't work if you have a friend who's trying to give you the right mentality and say, hey, we got to walk away. If your friend's trying to tell you you don't need to have another drink. Mm-hmm. If your friend's trying to tell you, hey, we got better things to do tomorrow. Let's crash. Let's go. Let's call it a night. Don't think that they're trying to kill your fucking flame. Don't think that they're trying to destroy your fun. They're looking out for you 
sure. they're also looking out for themselves. Sure. Um, in long distance travel, there is always going to be the feelings and sensations of pent up physical needs. <laughs> you can't really do it on a plane. You, you, <laughs> can, I mean, you, you, you could, <laughs> but you, it's oh, difficult in a oh, like in yeah, it's difficult in a in a in a public transit like you know mm. Delta. Bus, but you know, oh, s- south. Did you know you on your bus ride from yeah. PA? Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you could do it on a train. I've seen it happen. Oh. Um, but you know, if you're traveling in a car with friend, and you know, sometimes you just need to ask, and if you ask, sometimes they will. Um. And maybe she wants to, but sometimes you just gotta let her play with your dinghy. Sometimes you just got to let her play with it. That's, Be- that's your t- that's your. That's my segue. That's your segue to what? That's my segue into. That's my segue into. Hey, I don't know. You know, hey, the the idea that you can't travel around in your car in a nice sunny setting with your top off for like four hours. And not like a jeep. And not like a jeep. But like a car, you know, hey, be oh. comfortable enough with yourself. Oh. Um, I say that to the friends who have been invited, mm. who will probably get the invite on other ventures. I say that because truth be told, like, I'm a very open person. I'm a very, like, non-judgmental person. So, like, for me, it's, it's like, look, if you got to take your shirt off, take your fucking shirt off. Um, you know, get comfortable. If you can't travel around with people that, and be comfortable with the people you're traveling around with, they're probably not people you want to travel with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like there's some sense, semblance, whatever, of judgment, they're probably not the type of people you want to travel around with. You want to make sure you travel with people you are comfortable with. You mm-hmm. have to, right? I mean, like... Yeah, well, and that in my head, I'm just thinking, like, that goes back to the whole communication thing because if you're not comfortable being yourself you won't be able to communicate like yourself Mm. and you know in times of stress or whatever like that's important to have yeah very important or you know being able to keep each other calm in situations like that just so no yeah because you know it's important Traveling for four hours in a car with somebody who you could potentially wring their neck and drive them off a cliff. You you just don't need that. You don't need it. Oh, no. You don't need it. But then again, you also take into consideration if the destination is a mutual place, A, you, you can put up with somebody's shit for a few hours, you know, put on some headphones, listen to your music, whatever. But it is. It is about communication. Traveling, I feel, is the biggest thing. It, um, if if anything, it will it will test to break or strengthen kind of the relationship that you have with a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you how good of a friend they really are. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, and just like like you were describing earlier, like if someone says like, okay, like, yeah, well, you need to be done drinking now, mm. like. Yeah, yeah. Traveling doesn't build character; it reveals it. Mm. <laughs> it's true. It's one of those things. Um, 
gray area. Yeah, it's so the gray hard area. Hard to plan for things. The gray area is always going to be the things that you won't know, which is why over-preparation is such a big thing. Why being mm -hmm. over-prepared, why having more than, you know, two or three outfits is important. Um, why having, you know, uh, a couple hundred dollars put away mm. versus just what you think you'll need. Right, just to cover it. You know, um, because I, I had an experience <clears throat> traveling out to go and see a particular family member when I was heading out to huh. Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, more, like, more specifically. Um, and unfortunately, my bank at the time, I didn't have a debit card because at the time I was choosing not to do that because I wanted to learn how to be able to manage my money without having a card. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had the money that I needed in there, uh, but it wasn't on hand readily. And, you know, and you, when you, you break chose, down. Well, yeah, sorry. But just like you chose to do... Um, like a small town bank. It yeah. wasn't like a yeah. big bank that nope. had branches everywhere. Yeah. Which made this situation a little bit more difficult. Sure, and but it does. But, you know, it's one of those things. Like, if you don't prepare for it, it could put you in a situation where you're having to find out about other people more than you'd want to. Mm. Um, you know, because not everybody is going to be there. Even your family. I luckily did have my family who was able to kind of come through the way they did because I had the money in my bank to pay for a, a fucking a blown gasket. Um, but, you know, at the time, you if you're not prepared for that, um, I was prepared for it, but I didn't have the ability to access the fundings and the financials that I had. So, in essence, I was not prepared because I did not have the ability to access the funds to be able to fix it. So, you know, if you are traveling, if you're going places, always have a double up on whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you know, make sure you have an extra pair, an extra toothbrush. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, make sure you have extra of whatever it is that you're bringing that is either perishable or has the potential to be lost. So that just in case shit, you have something to back it up. Mm -hmm. um, because the gray area is just that. It's one of those things. It's, uh, it's, it is something that you, you can't prepare for. It's, gonna, it's either going to come up or it won't. You can either luck yourself out and not have to deal with that or you will have to deal with it. Sure. And depending on your preparation, you will either be ahead of the game or behind the ball. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and that's, that's kind of... I don't know. I almost want to say that's part of the adventure with traveling. Sure. Is because the whole you never know right. what's really... You can't plan everything to the detail what is happening. No. So that's that's kind of the the adventure of it. Yeah. So. Shout out to Desert Adventures. Um, I will say that with, with what she just said, that's a very true statement. Um, I was a tour guide that... I used to do uh, kayaking and hiking trips up and down the Colorado River, tw 12 mile kayak, uh, you know, hiking through slot canyons and whatnot. And every single time I went out, I had more of an understanding of the things that I would need to pack. Um, just like every time I went out and traveled on my own and ventured on my own, I would have more of an understanding of the things that I would need to prepare myself for. So if you are somebody who wants to travel, who wants to get out there and, and see the world, start locally. Start with the city across, you know, an hour away. 
go, go there. Go to a city that's an hour away. Pack what you think you need. See what happens. Mm-hmm. You'll learn something. Even if nothing happens that's bad, that negatively impacts, even if something doesn't happen that's substantial, you'll still learn something because there will be things that happen within that time frame that will give you an understanding. Ah, oh, shit, I should have packed my camera. Or, ah, oh, shit, I should have brought my artwork because I could have <laughs> sold something. I could have made money on my trip. Um, that was me today. I'm sitting there wondering why I didn't bring my prints with me. Um, you know, do small baby steps. Take an hour out of your way and see what that venture offers you. Come back, recollect are you, yourself. Are you talking like first time with that like a weekend or just a day like no, what take what do you think venture, or is no, it you could be personal on personal preference it could be on a whim you could sure. go like okay i'm gonna go thursday when i get off of work i'm gonna go off to mitchell or i'm gonna go out to brandon or i'm gonna go out to an a, a location that is right. an hour distance travel mm-hmm. because that's gonna teach that's gonna teach you whether or not you're comfortable one traveling in a car for an hour because some people sure fucking some people haven't even some people haven't even left Sioux Falls. Like I learned almost a year ago, like one of my friends moved here from Arizona. Mm, she'd been living in Sioux Falls for maybe like three or four years. Yeah. And like going to Harrisburg, so like you, like we have lived in Harrisburg, so right. it's like you know ten minutes. Harrisburg, it's right. maybe it's it's, it's like a quick little. Don't even jump. call it another city. Yeah, no, so, like, I learned that, like, she had never been past Harrisburg. Holy shit. And, like, she was, like, freaking out because she didn't know where she was going. I mean, yes, granted, following GPS, but it's, like, this is unfamiliar. I don't know where this is. And it was, like, holy crap. Right. But I guess that's because, like, I've been, you know, like, growing up, like, venturing back roads was a huge thing. And, like, knowing how to get from this small town to that small town, like, that... Nothing. Like, handling Sioux Falls was a headache. Yeah. But, like, you ask me how to get from this small town to that small town, like, got you. Yeah. If you don't know the ins and outs of your own town, you need to start there, first and foremost. Because that's, I think, the biggest thing. Like, if you... If you don't know how to maneuver yourself within your own city, if you don't know the back roads, the alleyways. I used to have a friend of mine, Chris Buck. Um, he would take me down roads within Las Vegas where you would be able to jump from one say, one place like Green Valley Parkway or Green Valley all the way to another side of town with one road. Like, And it tripped me the fuck out. And he, was like, he would laugh at me having my mind blown about this. Uh, shouts out to shouts out to Mr. Chris Buck. It was his birthday the other day. Aww, um, nice. Yeah, no, but it was he was one of those people that kind of introduced me to that idea of you know if you don't know your like road, the nearest biggest, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can say like now, like living in Harrisburg and now in Sioux Falls, mm. um, especially like I don't know. I think it's because like driving Lyft for that short time made yeah. me a little more comfortable. But yeah. even now, I just like. I just feel so comfortable driving into Sioux Falls. And, like, my family who doesn't live in Sioux Falls is, like... Yeah. They're, like, like destination people. Like, we're going here, we're going here, and then we're going home. Yeah. Like, like they want it to get ain't out that as fast bad. As they can. And the places they want to go to are, like, those heavily populated places on the weekend. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. you know, like, near the mall. And, and I'm just, like, okay. So, again, like, take... Take time to know 
your city. Because and if an be emergency and be patient about be it. Be patient. Because if an emergency happens and you don't know how to navigate your city, you're already behind the ball. Um, then you jump from there. Okay, cool. We ventured out in our city. Let's go to you know a, a, a town an hour away. And you pick north, south, east, or west, wherever you want to go. Pick something. Go there. See what that feels like. And then when you go from there, it's like, okay, cool. Now let's plan something a little bit more and depth. Just keep and you keep pushing it. Right. And you keep further pushing and it. Further and further. Going farther and farther. The more you do it, the better you have an understanding of what's needed, how to react to the situations that come up, what to pack. Um, you'll understand better the, 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 the lifestyles and the mentalities of other people outside of the, the yes, things that you normally deal with in your own circle. That's where I was. Which is important. Yeah. That, that's what I'm more so excited to because of how we're traveling and very, um, very not touristy things is what we're after. Yeah. So, you know, really get it, like, living like a local, I think, is more of an important thing for me now. Now, like, like looking at the things, um, looking at things differently, because that's how I would always, like, like, planning things, like, going to Atlanta and, and whatever, like, it was, you know, very touristy things, but... I'm realizing that you get more, and granted we haven't even made it far, but it's, you, you will probably get more out of your adventure when you live, air quotes, because y'all can't see, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you live like a local, because, you know, the locals, like, they know the best hidden gems, like, shit that you may not find on a Google search. Or they know sh- how to get shit for cheap. That too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so. Anyway. You want to elaborate on that? No. Okay. I don't have much more to add on so, to that. Unless you do. No, I will agree with it. Because I've lived in Vegas long enough to know locals locals hate tourists. <laughs> Locals hate tourists. When you live in a place like Vegas... You say, well, I'm sure in Vegas, like, they're easy to point out, When you, get, when you live or, in a place like Vegas, you get sick and tired of fucking tourists. You get sick and tired of it. Because they're the ones that are driving around aimlessly looking at everything that they see while they're in their car mm-hmm. and forget to drive. Um, or, you know, are doing that dumb shit that <laughs> only, only, a, only a tourist would do. So... Like, for, uh... Regression in like shorts and flip flops when it's like fifty. Yeah. And, like, right. Okay. But, but like, yeah. I'm just giggling from experience because like my mom and dad went to Vegas, and it was blizzarding. So they went for like, I don't know, four or five days. Yeah. And it was blizzarding here, <laughs> so they couldn't get home. So they ended up staying for like eight days total because they couldn't get back. Mm. But mom's like. She was like, oh, yeah, it was, like, 65, and, like, walking around in shorts and flip-flops, and, like, Vegas people were like, nah, yeah. oh. this, this ain't that warm. Mind you, people in Vegas don't ever get it below zero, so. Well, right, no, can, and that's what I'm saying, like, coming from South Dakota, it was right. like, you know, when they left, it was, like, 30 degrees, so, like, 65 felt great. Oh, yeah. 
I never but, thought 40 degrees would feel like spring. And then after the negative 25 degrees I got, I was like, oh, fuck, 40 degrees. 40 this is degrees? nice. Give me some shorts. I'm man. in Let's shorts and a shirt. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know. But when you start, when you stop wanting to live in the mentality of being a tourist, think of it like this. Tourists are people who go to places wanting people to serve them. Locals are going to places having the appreciation of people who are serving them. Having the appreciation Ooh. of being served. Adding on to that, mm. tourists are people who are going to a destination to escape. Sure. Whereas locals are going to a destination to embrace or... Um, sure, but even and, locals go to places sure. to escape. Well, sure. And that's that why I say... That sounded better in my drunk head. There you go. That's why I say the difference is when you have a tourist, when you have um, when you have tourists coming around, tourists are people who are wanting to be served. They're going to a place and they're expecting to be served in whatever it is that they're doing. They're going to this place, they're looking around, they're paying for a hotel, they're paying for the bar, and every interaction they have is just... Ah, or whatever, you know, uh, I'm only meeting this person, this YOLO, you know what oh, I mean, Jesus versus God. a local. Local tells you a local bar because they know the fucking bartender. Mm -hmm. Because they know the person who owns the place, who makes the burgers, or who makes mm -hmm. the barbecue, or who works there. They know the family establishment. Right, who can, who can vouch for the right. quality or not quality right. of the place. A local's going to vouch for all of the stuff that they tell you about versus a, a, a tourist who's just going to find whatever it is that they find mm -hmm. and really find on their doesn't shirts, really care. Yeah. Which is why living like a tourist is not so ideal. If you really want to go to a place and embrace it, if you have the chance, um, listen to uh, my interview with P.W. Uh, Covington. Covington. He oh, actually talks hey, about yeah. He actually talks about that where we talk, we we get really in depth. He gets really in depth about how you should interact with places mm -hmm. that you've never been to, and the real way to kind of integrate yourself into the the community and integrate yourself into the city that you've just found yourself in. Really very really intelligent ways of doing that. P.W. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that one. That was. A great conversation um but it does it has a lot of volume to speak on the way we interact with people when you go versus as a tourist and when you go as somebody who is a tourist but you want to be where the locals are mm -hmm. um so you know remember that if you if you're going there and you want to experience it at its fullest and you really want to have that experience that you would only get if you were a local Get to know your local population. Mm -hmm. Get to know your people. Go to the libraries. Go to the places that would 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 uh, incite you to meet people who mm -hmm. are local. Yep. Um, you know, talk to your local bartenders. Go to the bartenders. Go to the bars that are like watering holes, and talk to uh, your bartender. Yeah, yep. You know what I mean? Get to know your yes. bartender. Tip them twenty bucks and be like, "Hey, where are the places I need to go? I bet you they'll write them shits down for you with no oh, problem." Yeah. Um, you know, Maybe. yeah, even that, but even like your local gas station, people, these places are out there ready mm -hmm. for you. Um, they are. Yeah. It's just, you up just to you. It's up to, to you when you open. To to make the adventure. Yeah. And be open. Be open to the experience. Yeah. You never know who you're going to meet. Be and that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. Like, that's, uh, 
That's a whole other tangent. Yeah. But like, don't be afraid. Don't be scared to meet new people to talk to somebody else when they look at you funny okay so maybe don't talk to the person who's looking at you funny at the gas station but you know like you know just finding ways to connect like say hi to that person that's looking at you funny right my say friend, hey what's going on right my friend amanda and i did that the other day to people who came to pizza rev because that's our favorite spot and they're <laughs> like we've never been here so amanda and i were like going off like telling them this is what it is and this is so awesome and you're gonna love it and like we ended up having a short conversation and they're like well we're from canada and it was just like <laughs> tell, you know so yeah. like just don't don't be afraid of sounding stupid yeah because they will let you know if you sound stupid because they'll probably stop talking yeah. if or they'll be engaged in a conversation and you'll at least yeah you know, while you're waiting for your other person to come out of the bathroom and, you know, you end up chit-chatting. And if, if, but they leave with a positive experience and right. that's the idea. Right. You know, that nice guy, whatever. That's, that's all that matters. Reminding people that there are still nice people in this world. And I think that's... And drunken rant. That's the, <laughs> that is the inevitable end of maybe even this, this conversation, this topic. the end game of travel. That should be the end of end game of travel, is when you travel. Guys, Avengers comes out next week. Sorry. Yes, that too. <laughs> um, but when you travel, you if you are not traveling with a positive mentality, you are traveling for the wrong reasons. Oh. Unless yep. you are traveling for a funeral, or unless work. you are traveling for work, unless you are traveling on some fucking vendetta that you don't understand or whatever, you should be traveling with the mindset of making an impact on other people's lives that you have never Positively. met in ever. Always. And you should always, you should always, you should always present yourself that way. You should act in that manner. If you're going places and you're traveling, be courteous to the people around you. Understand the rules of the road. Understand the things that are in that city, in that town. You know, I'm not going to go and get mad at that dude who decided to stay in the fast driving stay lane the fast and not lane. driving fast and had to make me pass him on the right. Because he just didn't want to move over to the right. But, you know, we're going to keep it kind and courteous. Make we're going to keep it kind and courteous. On, I, I, I drove past move him. I gave him a baby. thumbs up and I said, hey, we'll keep it pushing. I was like, whatever you do, you, bro. <laughs> Cool. Thumbs up. I'm not going to flip you off. I'm going to give you a thumbs up. Keep it pushing. Okay? You know what I mean? Some people would find that offensive. Right, but... I'm just... You know what? Hey. Don't mind me. But here's the thing. If you're not traveling to make an impact on other people's lives, you're traveling self-centeredly, and you're not taking into account that you are not the only person in this world. The world don't revolve around you. What? Remember that. Right? What? The world does not revolve around you, no matter where you go. So don't go to Mexico expecting people to speak English. Don't go to France expecting to speak English. You know, don't go to these places expecting people to have something don't for you. Don't go to places expecting things. Right. Don't go anywhere or do anything with expectations. Stop that shit. Expectations destroy experience. Expectations destroy your experiences. Experience. 
you are going for the experience. Expectations are it are are. It's your nothing. biggest letdown because you you can't. Like we said, you can't plot and. Yeah, you can drink that. Yep, I was going to. That's too much. She can't finish a drink. Oh. <laughs> I don't have. Yeah, she's never had Bacardi, and this bartender really hooked that shit up. And no, I'm an alcoholic, I have had so Bacardi, a former alcoholic, but it's whatever. I still drink. You interrupted my thought. We're on anyway. Friends, look us up on IG if you haven't already. I'm at chaotic delight. He's eighty dot eight underscore industries, industries on, on Instagram. Eighty eight eight zero dash eight industries. On Facebook. Yep. And uh, industries80.8 at gmail.com. For and any questions, comments, concerns. And if for some crazy reason you feel like you are up for taking the trip, just know that we reach out to most of our friends when these ventures come up. Sometimes last minute, sometimes a week in advance, sometimes a little bit longer. But if you are interested in participating, being a part of the venture. If you want to come out with us, let us know. Reach out. We'll plan something. We'll get something going. Oh, yeah. Introduce if you, you be, to the realm of... You want to be a guest on D&D as well. Yes. If you would like to be a guest on D&D, drinks and discussions, we'd be more than happy to have you. Um, we definitely are looking forward to the potential of... Um, uh, one of Pride's very own, Quinn. She said she would be happy to be on and uh, give us the real, just non-held-back, unhindered, just real mentality of what it's like to be the president of the Pride Association in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is going to be pretty dope. I'm looking forward to that. I will be setting, we, we'll be setting that one up. Um, yeah, if you're somebody who would like to have or a if conversation. if you just want to you know, chat with us, if you need some... You know, internet friends, communication support. Anyway, we're going to keep drinking and sleep because we got to be on the road tomorrow. So, This has been... This has been Drinks and Discussion. With... (laughs) She she doesn't know how to do a sign-out. We're working on a sign-out. We're working on a sign-out. This has been Carfridge Gallon Third. And Megan Melissa, who's drunk as shit. This is Drinks and Discussions. (laughs) Hope you guys have had a great fucking time if you've been listening this far. You know how to get at us. Live it. Let live. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hope you all have a great fucking night. Love y'all. Be good and peace.